has fucking happened since we recorded the last one yeah and like yeah, a lot of shit has happened a lot like in the you know the crazy world that we live in and a lot just like well at least a lot for me i don't i'm sure a lot's been going on with you too unless you've just been mm-hmm. hermiting in your house <laughs> i wish yeah no but dude uh, the most life-changing thing ever for me you know i mean cutting that hair i am uh you know uh... i'm not a dirty hippie anymore I mean, uh, listen. So you went from being someone who writes, who rides like a surfboard, to someone who's now looks like a lawyer, a divorce lawyer who fucks the woman he's helping get divorced. You know, so it hasn't. <laughs> you're still that same person, just you know, there's different styles involved. That's all. Yeah, because you know, like the surfer look, you're also fucking a woman who's in the process of getting divorced. You're just not representing exactly. her because you're a fucking idiot. So, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I don't think I had the surfer look to begin with. I more just had like a dude who's freshly homeless look, you know. Like I, uh, no, I like I, I can't I, really go. Is there any f- difference? Um, kind of. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have the whole like, yeah, dude, like vibe, you know. Like I don't have that like, um, I don't know, like dirty, touched by the sun, hair, like blondish and. uh <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't have any clamshells tattooed on me, so uh, that's, that's, true. that's, that's true. a big disqualifier, I think. Yeah. I also started, I started, I mean, I was always working at a pizza shop here, but I switched pizza shops to a local one Ooh, instead of Domino's. Yeah. Dude, what's funny about like local pizza shops, this one's called Dano's, um, <laughs> is that like if they're going for that Italian flair, then you can take just a normal non-Italian name, put O at the end of it. Like the dude's <laughs> name is Dan, and he calls his place Danos. So that just you know, it's Italian now. It's like kissing your fingers after saying something. Just I'm speaking just Italian. A, yeah. Just adding an O makes all the difference. It makes you yeah. more Italian. No, you yeah. know, like I get it. Are you ordering a pizza O? Like it's just saying. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Rigatonio. Uh, yeah it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense i think they just they like hear the name tony and it comes from antonio uh, and they're like you know all names must work like that right you know like i, <laughs> I would just i would open logano's you know logano's yeah logano's. I, uh, you can do a porvos because it just sounds like a perv a so it'll yeah, it just it just sounds like a perv just on the loose. <laughs> that sounds so like a, we don't. <laughs> that sounds like a place that solely serves spaghettios out of a can with curry on top. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. Um, so I don't know. The, the whole O thing needs to fucking stop. Yeah, it's it's just really funny. I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure the guy is kind of Italian. I mean, he has dark features. But anyone who looks like vaguely Western <laughs> European can just throw like an O and you know just get mad because you like looked at their wife the wrong way and call themselves <laughs> like, Italian. 
I like how you said he has vaguely dark features, so immediately he's Italian now. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, you can get away with considering yourself Italian if you have, like, a slightly more, uh, like, I don't know, dense, densely melanin skin tone than the average Anglican European, you know? And you can get away with calling yourself Italian. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, what's it called? stealing valor except from western Ah. europeans you know like i'm like an eighth italian but i'm mostly slavic so i could just call Uh myself italian and no one would really question it at this point yeah i mean when i shave i've been told i look italian so that goes to tell you the wide variety and range of italians yeah especially another big thing another oh go ahead what are you gonna say I was just gonna say, if you shave and then take your shirt off with with all that chest hair, you could probably consider yeah. yourself Italian. <laughs> yep, yep. I love how you had to bring my fucking chest hair into this, but okay, yep. You're right. You you're right. Shave, no, no, you you're right. You're right. You should um, shave another it massive, sort of another massive, <laughs> another massive thing that happened is I've done a lot of self reflection, and I think I've finally figured out why um, I truly am attracted to taller girls. And it's because I feel like I'm accomplishing something. It feels like I'm climbing a mountain. You know, I have that sense of accomplishment. So I, I, I just really, really think that I need to work on that. I need to get better on that, and which is why I'm taking mountain climbing courses now. Yeah. So I feel like once I'm able to properly go through that, I'll be at the optimal position that I want to be in. There's a clearly defined goal, you know, like I'm, I'm down here. I need to get up there. And, you know, it's, it's set in stone. Like, you know what you need to achieve. So you just go and do it. And then once you, once you achieve that, then, you know, like your life just gets that much more accomplished. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's all I stand for. It makes a a lot of sense. I think that's actually how women think too. (laughs) That's actually a good point because all, all women, except for the ones that I find attractive, like men that are taller than them. Obviously, I always go for the women that are taller than me. I don't know why. It's like maybe I have a su- like superiority complex or maybe I feel like I'm inferior. I don't know. Dude, there's nothing better than seeing like a short-ass couple though. Like not just like, you know, your average like 5'8". Like I'm, I'm relatively short. I'm like 5'9". And my girlfriend's like 5'6". Uh-huh. That's fine, you know, because I am yeah. – there's nothing wrong with me and there never will be. But with <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> well, there's other, nothing wrong with you yeah and there never will be so don't don't ever forget it and don't even like try to bring that up because it's wrong and it always yeah, will be right, wrong right. um no but like when you see like some dude who's like pretty much shorter than the average woman who's like five four five five maybe and then he's with an even shorter girl who's like barely five foot you know there's just something cute about that it's like so, you just want to send so them back like, to the North Pole, basically. I don't know. Like like midgets or Smurfs, that's what you're saying. You can say midgets still, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can say midgets. I'm going to say it anyway. But they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, like they're cute too. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just kind of weird when you see like... <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to fire them too hard here. I was gonna say something about like the oddly proportioned heads, but uh, I don't know if that's appropriate. To, to, if I don't think we have any midget listeners, but if we did, there would be some protesting going on right now. But yeah. you know, we're good. 
Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Anytime the whole midget thing comes up, I always think of the Bill Burr bit about how you can't <laughs> you can't say that word anymore. And I think it's a separate bit, but he also says about how like Oprah took advantage of those little people <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of her show. Oh, man. I and I, I just, you just literally just amended yourself by saying little people. We just, we literally can't say midgets anymore. Yeah. Wow. It's, that's pretty. Dude, oof. I'm, oh, that's something I'm really pissed about. This fucking hurricane's about to hit both of us. Um, mm-hmm. Hurricane Florence. Uh, and I, I haven't had school since Tuesday. We're canceled through Monday. This is literally the fourth year in a row. Since I've been here, <laughs> we have had a goddamn week-long cancellation in the fall because of the slight potential for rain. Like, we we had it freshman year because it actually flooded, and that was justified. But I haven't seen rain at all this week. I haven't had school. And I still had to keep up with my classwork, but I have not done that. So I probably <laughs> should. Um, yeah. That was not my point, though. I don't know where I was going <laughs> with that. <laughs> Just completely lost in it. No, oh, no, 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 wait. Sorry, dude. I have to I have to say it before. I was really upset. This whole thing, like I was going to go see Bill Burr with one of my friends on Sunday in Charleston, but this hurricane caused everything to be pushed back a week, and now my friend can't go, so I'm probably going solo to Bill Burr, but that's okay because he is an idol of mine, and I definitely want to. I, I, dude, I would, I would fucking, I don't know. I would lick someone's nutsack to see Bill Burr. <laughs> I was going to go not into such a crude route. I was going to say you would hang off of a cliff with one hand just so they could see him on TV if you could. So yeah, but I already do I, that I t- like regularly, so there's nothing really to, That's true. Nothing That's really true. to risk no, no, there. Right. Yeah. I I feel like if you call and this has nothing to do with the Bill Burr thing. I'm sorry. I'm just think I just thought of this, but I feel like if you call a cute girl a bad bitch and a bad bitch cute, they just simultaneously come it's just something really really weird how they like to be personified as something that they're not at least that's what i've come to so if you call a cute girl a bad bitch or a bad bitch a cute girl they come yeah yeah not like immediately but it leads to the coming i would i would like to hear a explanation of this hypothesis Okay, so for example, you know, we're we're like we're just talking at a restaurant and then I just say, "You know you're a bad bitch, right?" And if she's cute, or if she's cute, I say, "You you know, yeah." Exactly. So it's almost and like then, someone wishing they were like somehow higher than what they are, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and you tell them that gets them off. Yeah. yeah so basically like women are just all narcissists, is that what you're saying? Oh, have we not established that already? I'm pretty sure they all are. I'm not saying that men can't be. I'm just saying yeah, most I'm, women that I must be I've... a woman if all women are narcissists. <laughs> that's how <clears throat> that's how fucking theories work. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, everything's absolute. There's no exceptions to anything. You know? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely not. Yeah. Um Dude, I might. Oh, this was. Uh, dude, I just keep getting derailed today. It's a great thing. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say earlier when I when I started at that, you know, Dano's, Dan, who's Italian somehow. When I started there, <laughs> like literally one of my first shifts, it was during the the fucking game that your school pummeled my school at. You know, he goes, this motherfucker goes to UGA, and I go to South Carolina. And we just got absolutely anally obliterated <laughs> on Saturday. 
But I went in, and my manager, well, actually, I don't know if she's a manager, but she was wasted, dude. And she got, because she went to the game and then came into work after the game. And apparently she, like, spilled a drink all over a table and got, like, sent home. And then got in an arguing match with the, like, scheduling manager about how it was his fault that she came in drunk because he scheduled her. (laughs) She must have been plastered because she's Dude, making no sense. So, I mean, the, you can really tell someone's plastered when you have a full-out conversation with them. And then I left to, you know, go on a delivery. I came back. And then when she saw me again when I came back, she thought it was the first time she saw me that day. And then went into, like, a whole new, like, the exact same spiel that she did when she actually first saw me. It's just... <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I just, I can't even imagine being in that scene. Like, she must have some memento type, short term memory loss type shit. Cause she just goes through that whole thing. Jesus. Yeah. Bro, this, uh, what? the funniest thing though has definitely been this Kaepernick deal. Oh, yeah. Because it's funny because of the people, like the mass majority of rednecks. And it's absolutely wild that they think. That what they're doing is actually helping their <laughs> They cops. think it matters at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I don't know. Just what's really funny to me is because those, those like, you know how Snapchat does these story things about a topic. And uh, yeah. like the one I think that I watched, it was called like boycott the NFL or something like that. And there were people <laughs> from either side talking about why you should or why you shouldn't boycott the NFL or like Nike as a result of the Kaepernick ad. Um, and it's just like, you're boycotting someone because Nike decided to use an ad for someone that they already signed. And you're like, I don't know, dude, I don't, I don't really have a joke about that. It's just, no, as a, it's the just facts stupid funny as funny. Yeah. It's just, you could just repeat the facts like every other late night show does nowadays to try to get a laugh and you could pass that off <laughs> for a, a joke in this sense, you know? I mean, that's literally the, the, the moment in history we are at, though, you know, like even just a normal proper statement that's true makes people feel like, wait, that's funny, but also yeah. really fucked up. Like people are cutting up socks and burning him because Kaepernick ha- is now in an ad for Nike. That's some shit that George Carlin would say and people would lose their shit. You know what I mean? So like it's it's just – like it's super funny, but also like kind of fucked up that we're at this point in history. Yeah, and I mean I know it's been pointed out many times, pretty much throughout the week. But Nike's, you know, I mean they're they're they make some cool ass shoes and some cool ass clothes, but like they're no, you know, like morally golden company oh, in the sense no. of you know they're like outsourcing. Sing. Yeah, like the like the slave labor essentially, and yeah. just the you know, absolutely horrific, uh, standards of work that like some people overseas are required to do in their factories. They're not good, but you know, the vast majority of white America doesn't give a shit about that. They just care that a dude with, you know, hair that is much bigger than theirs is on TV telling them that they're wrong. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I don't know, dude, just the whole kneeling thing makes me laugh like i think we should just start fucking planking during the national anthem if it's gonna make them matter because anything anything anything. yeah i just love the outrage 
you know and that, i mean that's totally what's wrong with this country like everyone's yeah. just trying to get each side matter but mm-hmm. it's funny so <laughs> <laughs> it really is and the, the, like the weird part is i don't know how they see that revolting against an actual like revolution that's being caused right now is gonna be like of any help like what they're doing what the football players are doing what Kaepernick is doing actually stands for something and them revoking that white America or whatever you want to call it I don't think it's all of white America obviously but you know what I mean them revoking that I don't know what's gonna happen with that it's whatever as a minority I just don't understand that shit yeah it's uh I don't know dude I just as these midterms approach I just hope that one side the right side i don't know i mean both of the sides are pretty fucking stupid nowadays but i hope that we move in a more morally just and not completely reactive direction um just because that's the fucking world that we live in right now so i don't know i mean it's it's been pretty fucking funny it feels like we've been making some sort of strides I mean, i'm so i think it's so also funny that alex jones like got banned from everything <laughs> and then people are freaking out and defending him saying that sil- silencing someone like alex jones is a violation of free speech i don't know man i just don't understand that if he's if if first of all youtube has a right to do whatever the fuck they want and the only reason why yeah. this is a big deal is because alex jones is as polarizing as he is and then people are like oh well this is free speech now and you know what like it just makes me mad that people are saying that because yes it is free speech but if he's going against what youtube supposedly stands for then they have the right to do whatever the fuck they want yeah, I mean, they're a private company, and I guess that's where the whole debate around censorship comes into play, whether a private company has the rights to put down such a big platform like that. I don't I don't even really want to get into that, because that's, I don't know, I don't really care. But <laughs> Alex Jones, like, is someone, he's, he's like a funny, he's the funniest case of this, because how fucking stupid do you actually have to be to watch an Alex Jones video and be like, yeah, this, this guy making some good points, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the fucking chemicals in the water. I don't want my, my kids to be gay. Look, the frogs are already gay, so I don't want to, I don't want my kids to be gay because of the water chemicals, you know? And like, how everything is a false flag operation. Nothing can be real. It's, I don't know, dude. It's like, it's just people who wish that the realities were like a fucking, I don't know, like a John Wick movie or like The Matrix or something, you know? <laughs> Uh, what if, the, like, hear me out, right? Hear me out. What if, what if he's actually right? I'm not saying he is, but what if, what if the water makes people gay, dude? What if that's the truth, man? Are you kidding me? If yeah. he's really right about that, dude, we're on some fucking next level shit at this point, then. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to admit it, but, like, I've been drinking a lot of water lately. Yeah. And I've been really getting the urge to come out of the closet about it, you know? Dude, like, it just. That's what I'm saying. The, the thoughts, man, the, the water, it's like the water is just gay poison, you know? Um, it just, <laughs> it's like a Russian, it's like a Russian nerve agent that they just like put in the water. And, yeah, you know, yeah. even, even the most, you know, rock, rock hard in terms of mentality and dick of us, we, uh, you know, we're still susceptible to the, Absolutely. the gay nerve agent that the Vladimir Speak- Putin is 
getting to that. Speaking of the hard rock people, even The Rock almost came out of the closet because he's been drinking so much water. So yeah. I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, he got, he's got to stay vascular somehow. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's just been... So much stupidity going on. Oh, dude, the one thing this is totally unrelated, but we're just gonna we're just gonna keep this flowing, you know, kind yeah, of a different strategy for us. But I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it, dude. I've yeah. been playing this. I pre-ordered Call of Duty because um, wow. I wanted I wow. wanted access, dude, to this blackout <laughs> thing. I don't know if I don't know if you're aware of it at all. Nope, nope. But dude, hear me out. This is honestly the only thing <laughs> that Call of Duty ever has looked at. Uh, like you know they've looked at an idea that they didn't originally come up with like blackout which is a battle royale game mode you know like in the mold of uh-huh. uh fortnite and PUBG. PUBG, yeah. this is the only time call of duty has taken an idea from the outside tried to do it themselves and not colossally fucked it up they actually <laughs> made a compelling battle royale game that is you know it's fun to play and it's like the mechanics are smooth it's exactly what you would want out of a call of duty battle royale game they're actually you know like stress testing how many people they can fit in it, you know i mean it, it's it's really it's almost just ridiculous to keep playing a call of duty game at this at this point because they're <laughs> totally milking it as long as they can but this actually feels like they're doing something to advance the genre first or the series Rather than just re- reskinning the new game. As someone who has absolutely no interest or no say in this, w- why don't people just play Fortnite? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I personally, I you know, I really don't like Fortnite personally, and I do like this Call of Duty thing. It's Fortnite is just I feel like there's a lot of uh, I don't know. I mean, first off, the the graphics are cool. They're like very colorful and everything, but mm-hmm. I don't really like that cartoon style. It's also a third person um, thing. What you can play in first person, but like it's mm-hmm. probably it's more advantageous to play in third person. And the whole building component and collecting materials, like um, you constantly have to build shelters and like walls and stairs and shit. Uh, Where in Call okay. of Duty, you can't really do that. Um, I so, mean, I don't know. And oh, also, just real quick, they you know uh-huh. like a Fortnite, how the map like collapses to get people to get into one area, and uh-huh. uh, you know in Fortnite you just take damage if you're like not in the area that you're supposed to be in, mm-hmm. but in Call of Duty you not only take damage but there's also zombies in that area, so it's kind of just a cool innovation on their part. Um, oh wow! Well, what I like to do on my free time is get mad smacked and watch other people play Fortnite. So that's why I was just wondering. I don't play Fortnite or Call of Duty. Like I said, I have no say in either one. But um, yeah, I I'm, I'm really excited for this next gaming thing though because it seems like you and other people are really into it. Yeah, dude, it's a problem though because I totally agree with you with the whole getting smacked thing. I just sometimes I just want to you know I just want to get through my daily bullshit. So I can get as fucked up as possible and play play some fucking video games, you know? <laughs> I've been recently Just... playing the new Spider-Man game, though. I got that shit. Oh, um, I heard that's pretty cool. Dude, it's fucking... It, it, it's basically nostalgia mixed with, like, brand new schematics. So it's like Spider-Man 2, which I grew up on. Like, I bought my PS2 just for the Spider-Man 2 game. So um, I, I played that a lot as a kid, and now I'm playing this. And, you know, it's just as someone who loves escapism, comic books, 
and all that shit and you know all the marvel movies and just playing this made me feel so happy and it's so smooth and i mean i highly recommend it to anyone who just likes playing games like that or like the batman games i know you're not the biggest fan of those but i really do enjoy is it just like a long single player story or is it like an rpg uh no it's a long single player like it's it's like what the batman games are like it's like just a long story but there's side missions and yeah i mean i think it's super fun gotcha yeah i'd have to i'd have to try that one i don't know i i'm really great at playing mindless games because i'm too um like fucked up most of the time to actually pay attention (laughs) uh so that's why things like call of duty i guess are great yeah i know you're right you know to each his own i guess absolutely um oh dude what else has been going on what else do we want to oh Um, eminem uh album you want to talk about that uh let's talk about it i mean i guess yeah i think the eminem album is surprisingly decent yep that's exactly what i was gonna say i uh I haven't been a huge Eminem fan since like early, early high school, late middle school, when you know every white kid who like gets into hip hop and gets obsessed with Eminem, like around that age, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eminem was definitely like my introduction into hip hop, and it was really cool. I mean, I love the big three, you know, like Slim Shady, LP, Marshall Mathers, LP, Eminem show. Um, and then there, I like some songs off Encore, some songs off Relapse few songs off recovery mm-hmm. marshall mathers lp2 i thought was better than uh, anything he'd released since like his old old days um and then revival you know that was just a shit show and this album that he released recently kamikaze was i guess his response to all the quote-unquote haters and himself i guess the people who he let down including himself with that album um so eminem is not like doing the whole like weird uh quasi rock beats with like a very shitty slightly punkish female background vocals or poppy female background vocals he's not really doing that in this album and i very much so welcome that he actually had some hip-hop features like joiner lucas and royce to five nine um so I, I really was excited about that. Uh, you know, I he just kind of proved on this album that he can still really fucking rap. Like technically, in terms of technical ability, Eminem is as good as anyone out there today in terms of rapping, strictly rapping. Now, in terms of making overall great music, I think his time is kind of, kind of passed with that. I mean, I think he's still capable of it if he surrounded himself with the right producers and the, the right collaborators um and he did that to some extent on this album uh but you know it it just it was cool it it wasn't absolutely amazing to me but it was like there's some songs that i go back to um there's moments where i'm like holy shit em you're still an incredible rapper and then there's also moments where i roll my eyes <laughs> you know i mean that's that's <laughs> standard today for eminem I thought, I honestly thought when you said this is the first album of Light, and then I thought you were going to say since the Slim Shady LP or EP. Because, no. <laughs> but no, uh, but yeah, it, it is it is definitely an okay album. I, I'll definitely give you that. But I feel like 
Eminem as like just lyricist is amazing, but I feel like he needs some other people producing his shit now because you know music has has a music has advanced so much. And I can you just imagine like his shit on top of a production like um what was his name? We were just talking Denzel Curry's beats. Like something that Denzel Curry has, and then him rapping over that—that that would be fucking just like spectacular. Dark and grimy. Exactly, because like Eminem literally lives there. Like that's his, that's his space. So if he were to use his same lyricist, uh, lyricist acrobatics, but put him in that type of vibe, I think he would just create not only new fans, the old school fans would come back, and um, he would just be able to create new art. And I feel like if you're not progressing as an artist, then I don't really know why you're creating art. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And I think that's a lot of the big, the main criticism of revival was like, there really wasn't, there's nothing in that album that makes me feel like Eminem is progressing or moving forward in terms of his sound or in terms of his rapping ability. But in Kamikaze, uh, you know, it, it's over hip hop beats that I feel like Eminem has never really rapped over because you know, I mean, 20 years ago when he was huge, or, you know, 15 years ago, I guess, around in between 15, 20 years from, like, 1999 to 2004, uh, the evolution of hip-hop instrumentals in that time has been rapid and uh, very extreme. You know, like a dark, grimy hip-hop beat from 2002 sounds nothing like a dark, grimy hip-hop beat from 2018. They're just yeah. fundamentally different. There's been more, you know, electronic influence and more industrial um, like textured beats, I think, as of in the more recent days. Yeah. And I feel like we got a little bit of that on this album, definitely way more than he's ever done before. And uh, I think this was the first album that we've ever really heard Eminem on updated beats versus uh, him trying to do his own thing with that weird, like Rick Rubin esque, like rock ish punk Beastie Boys type vibe that really hasn't worked for him lately, in my opinion. Um, and I was also just going to say how even, you know, featuring someone like Joyner Lucas, who is kind of probably someone who M looks to as someone capable of picking up the torch in terms of like rapidy rap and, and lyrical rap, um, probably because of songs, you know, like I'm not racist and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Eminem clearly fucks with those people who are coming up versus uh, you know i mean he throws disses at Lil yachty um and all sorts of just gen- generic mumble rappers uh who eminem clearly has an issue with <laughs> uh and those are the those are the points like how i said i roll my eyes occasionally like I, at some points on this eminem wows me with his lyricism and then at other points i'm like okay grandpa shut up you know like yeah, I know. So the the thing, the thing that I was gonna say though, that really made me happy about this album, why I like this album, is because it then led to the MGK the whole diss thing, and when that happened, I was like, holy shit, this is true branded hip hop, like. He threw shots, and then MGK returned shots. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't listened to MGK in like seven years or so. So I'm not going to say that I like I know. know how good he is. But this track that he did, the diss track, I, it, it made me so happy. It had sparks <laughs> flying, and I just felt like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to – because M is definitely going to come back. It's just a matter of when. Because he said in the inter- interview, he's just waiting for other people to shoot their shot at him. And then he's going to take them out one by one. So I am so 
so excited for this. This is what truly invigorates my soul because this is if if Eminem can come back with a fire diss track, ah, I'm just that's that's where I live with Eminem. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and this was also like this type of album was clearly more so what his fans wanted over revival because it's pretty sure it's a shorter album than revival by like five or six tracks. But it's still uh, way out like, sold yeah. Revival. Like it debuted at first week with like 430,000 sales or something like that. Where Revival was it? I want to say not even 300, but um, don't quote me on that. Uh, that's just from memory. It was the number one. Um, it was yeah, the number one I don't album. I think he's at ever not point. debuted at number one. But I mean, you know, a shitty for Eminem is. 300,000 copies, which is insane, but that's just comparing, that's just comparing him to past album sales. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's, I don't know if he still does, but I know at one point he held the record for fastest selling hip hop album by selling like 1.7 million copies first week with the Marshall Mathers LP. Mathers LP, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Revival was 19 tracks and I believe this one's 13. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good deal shorter. 46 minutes, you know, and we haven't even mentioned the homage to uh, the Beastie Boys with the cover. Um, the very uh, spitting image of Licensed Ale. Um, dude, I, I really hope I said that right. That's something that I feel like I've always heard or I've always read, but I've never heard spoken but, aloud. Is it Licensed to Ill or Licensed to Three? <laughs> I think it's licensed to ill. I, I think hope so. it is. I know. I mean, it's anyone fine. who's like it, uh, the minimum of like three or four years older than us is just like this yeah. fucking retard. Fuck yeah. This guy. Um, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's licensed to ill, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I I think it is. I don't. You know, we're just gonna say it is because I'm never wrong. Yep, like let's I said, just do it. So. <laughs> no, and I'm not supposed to question you, which is why I didn't question yeah. you. So you know, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you played your role well. Thank you. <laughs> um let's see is there anything else is there anything else in hip-hop that you really wanted to talk about other than the obvious shit that we're gonna have to get into? um the, 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 the trippy red fell off stage i just saw an instagram story recently and i thought that was funny as fuck because i love how the new school hip-hop rap like hip-hop dudes are like super super like skinny but have a really fat stomach because of all the lean that they're consuming so you can see this motherfucker like him bouncing and this chubby little tummy just bouncing and they just it's funny because these yeah like what you said these dudes get famous when they're like 15 16 and they're still super skinny and then they get a lot of money so they start drinking a bunch of lean and taking a lot of xanax and they get like beer bellies at like 18 but they're still with like their teenage bodies. Yeah. So they just, I don't know. They end up just looking like it's, fucking stick bugs with protruding stomachs. It, so, so, yeah, I was just about to say, they look like snakes that have just ingested some food and they're in the process of digesting the food. Yeah. So, it's like a snake so, that just uh, like lodged a, a, a mouse in its throat, you know? Maybe yeah, exactly. So, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, what else did I see recently? Did you? Did, um, did you hear? I, um, I'm sure you heard it. The little pump Kanye song. Oh yes, I was. I was. I was think I was gonna come to that. I'm sad. That made me sad. Yeah. Because 
I wasn't expecting that. And like, like, like I said, you know, both You're of us. Such a you fucking also, hoe. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, you obviously like Lil Pump more than me, but I, I just was, felt like uh, there could have been more stuff done in that song. Yeah. It was either too short or they didn't work on it enough. Like, like even Kanye could have brought some more shit in it and the production wasn't that good. And yeah. when I expect Kanye to come on a track, I expect it to be like fucking solid. So, you know that, but what were you going to say? I was just going to say, don't paint me out. Like I'm this huge little pump stand over here. Cause, <laughs> I mean, I, I think little no. pump is hilarious and he has a few songs that I, uh, you know, they jam. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Yeah. I mean, uh, even Gucci Gang is not one of my favorite, but he's—I think he's funny. I think it's really yeah. uh, his character. I don't—I don't even know if he's a character that he plays on social media or if it's just how fucking crazy he is. But um, he's a—he's a great entertainer. Uh, mm-hmm. But this song, yeah, like I don't know, dude. It's—it's it's such an objectively terrible song. But you, <laughs> but you. I love how you said. Wait, hold on. You said objectively terrible, Dude, not it terrible. Is so bad. It sounds like the lyrics of like a that era in rap from probably like 2008 to like 2012, where it, like rap was going through a huge club phase with people like Flo Rida, super popular, Pitbull, super popular, uh, like Lil John. I might even have been a little after him. Where you know, like the lyrics are just super basic, but like. It like bounces, you know, like you're such a fucking mm-hmm. hoe. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those yeah, songs sh- that, like, we're singing it right now. Like, it'll be in your head for a long time. Oh, and I think that's why it works because people listen to it. You keep on listening to it because it's catchy, and even if you don't like it, it's catchy. Catchy and not unliking them are two different things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's the whole formula that Little Pump has, and I'm I'm not saying that. You know, he's not a great entertainer and all that stuff. I was just expecting featuring Kanye West was like, holy shit, this is going to be like a new little pump or this is going to be something that's different that little pump has done before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Dude, I was just Kanye is just so, I mean, I think we said this before, but Kanye is just so good at um, not necessarily just straight up hopping on waves, but like collaborating with who's super relevant at the time to keep himself super relevant. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. This is just another Would example you- of that. Would you say that porn right now is super relevant? Porn? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking no, about? Listen, no, no, listen, <laughs> listen, 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 no, no, listen. Would you say that porn is super relevant? I just want to know. I guess I don't Yes, of course. Who like okay. who doesn't? Okay, okay. Because because Kanye West just performed at the Pornhub Awards. Oh, I heard about that too. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that's just a. I don't know. It's a Kanye headline grabber right there. You know, it would have been I, it would have been absolutely legendary if he like gave a porn award for Kim and Ray J's sex tape. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Kanye just goes up on stage and he's just like, you know, now that's my lady, you know, and I love my lady. Now that's my bitch. What, however, I, dude, I can't even do a Kanye impression. But he's just like objectively, no, are hard. he got in that pussy, you know, and he deserves an award because I've hit that pussy. It's not as easy as it looks, you know. <laughs> and so being able to handle that pussy, I just think he deserves an award for it. You know? <laughs> so I just think it would be absolutely awesome 
if Kanye gave like an award for the dude. The only other person, well, the only person actually who has fucked his uh, wife on camera, I guess, at least that we all know of. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely happened with other cameras in multiple other places. We just don't know of it. Yeah, those lucky bastards. Uh, I wouldn't say so, because I don't know how it feels like when you fuck a rubber band, but I would imagine that's how like, fucking Kim Kardashian feels like. So, Fucking a rubber band. Yeah. There's. I don't know how to interpret that, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you meant... Do you yeah. mean like because the pussy is so stretched? Or do you mean no, like no, no. because she is fake that she would feel no, rubbery? No, because, because she's basically 95% silicon. Yeah. What, you, you say that like there's something wrong here. There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't know what it. I just, I just don't know what it feels so like fucking a rubber band. You're just band. scared of the unknown, dude. Why, like, why don't you just go grab a rubber band and go see how it is? You know, I mean, I, I don't think um, it could be that bad. Good. You can definitely masturbate with worse things or fuck worse oh. things than rubber bands. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah. I one time fucked. Hold on, I don't think I need to get into that. But yeah, definitely. You There's fuck definitely one time. <laughs> Ooh, a Ziploc bag just so that I could get like, cause there was nothing you else. Like saving and, your cum or something? What the fuck? No, dude, I was. Were you like trying to cum. have safe sex from your hands so you just use <laughs> no, like, a Ziploc not to directly touch no. your dick? No, I just okay. So this is what I was like really getting into um, masturbating, like when I was younger. And you know, when you have that phase, you're always just coming, like like you just wanna. Boom, yeah, every like I, so, I had to force so many abortions during that time. <laughs> I was just coming and everything. Yeah, so I was trying to be innovative and one of those innovations was um using like a big ass Ziploc bag and covering everything up and then seeing what it felt like and you know, it was something. I don't really yeah. I can just see your mind settling on that idea. And just thinking that it would feel good. You're like, yeah, dude, it's smooth, you know? Like, who wouldn't want to fuck something nice and smooth? You'd probably, like, put so, something yeah. stupid like canola oil in the bag. <laughs> no, it wasn't canola. I, what was it? Let me think. I definitely put something in there. Oh, it was, um, fuck. It was honey. I put honey what? in What? <laughs> Yeah, dude. Like, I think, uh, what kind of honey was it? It was like the natural. I don't think it matters like, what kind fall. of honey, dude. Are you, <laughs> are you just trying to get the like the world's stickiest dick award? Like, what the fuck? I just wanted to see what, like, like what I could conduct. Like, what what would happen? You know, it was a hypothesis. Yeah, dude, that is something that only like a fourteen-year-old hormonally <laughs> schizophrenic person could decide what was a good idea for their dick like you, i, I mean, don't know dude that's just that's i'm gonna cover my dick in honey and then put a plastic bag around it and somehow fuck this plastic bag yeah that's hey, a man. great idea <laughs> hey man do you remember when i said let's let this go and let's not talk about what i no, used dude, instead of this is a great time killer so i'm really happy we talked about it 
I think it was okay. important I'll- to get that out into the public domain that a poor sing has fucked a plastic bag <laughs> using <name>. honey as <laughs> lubrication. Honey. Any potential employers out there should be made aware of this on applications and background checks. When they fingerprint you, you they should test your dick to see if there's any honey remains on it still. You know, because like they just uh, need to you, make you, sure this isn't a habit. Because this is something, <laughs> this is something that could get you in a mental hospital, <laughs> dude. This is something that makes people feel sad about you. That's it. Like, there's nothing else. Yeah. Um, I, you said my whole name, so I think every employer is not going to be like, you know what, yeah. we're good. You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. I love it. You just fucking plastic bags all over here, dude. Did you at least, like, when you came in the plastic bag, did you, like, check to see if your sperm is still, you know, sterile? Uh, Because if you're doing that, then you need to make sure that you are not able to have kids. (laughs) Oh, uh, speaking of not able to have kids, I just just finalized my appointment for the vasectomy. So that's happening, I think, in a month. A month and a half, yeah. What? I don't, is this a bit yeah. or is this serious? No, no. I'm, I'm, no, yeah, dude, I'm getting you, it. Audience, I'm just going to speak directly to you here. <laughs> he says this shit, but I'll ask him in a month and he will not have had it done or he'll make up some bullshit excuse. I don't know. I mean... No, 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 no. It's uh, no. I, I I'm just kidding. I, but I need to get a vasectomy soon, though. I really do, cause I'm I've been like doing some stuff, and I don't I don't think it's safe out here. So Dude, I I'm actually trained in the art of the vasectomy. If you want to let me do like a homemade one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like it's like basically like a homemade tattoo, but like for the dick. So you just. Yeah. You just need some kitchen shears and, you know, like some gauze, dude. You're good oh, to go. God. That's scary. That's so scary. That is so scary. <laughs> first, um, first, you know, you just got to drain your pee from the ball sack. And then, oh, um, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and once that's done, once that's done, there's nothing blocking, uh-huh. you know, like your, your mm-hmm. what's technically referred to as the semen straw. And, uh, <laughs> and if you go in... And you just give the lightest of snips to the semen straw, then dude, this hurts me. <laughs> this is hurting me right now, and, and nothing is and happening. And then you wrap the semen straw in said gauze that was mentioned earlier. You're good to go, dude. If there's any blood, you're probably gonna die. But the success rate is decent to decently high, so it's probably worth it. For when you mean decent, do you mean like twenty to twenty-five percent? Is that decent? Because that's decent in my eyes. Um, no, dude, that's pretty optimistic. I would say, like, <laughs> I would say like fifteen to eighteen, like best case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, then I'll, I'll let me know when you're free, and yeah. we'll book this appointment, and let's get this sorted. Yeah. Um, but I think actually. Instead of, you know, just going, when I do this, instead of tucking your, touching your dick with bare hands, I need to use some plastic bags. <laughs> with honey. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know, when we make the snip, the snip we're just going to fill in the hole with honey, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> Stick this is, together. This is so hurtful. This is so hurtful. Yeah, dude, I I love the person who's probably listening to this like on their commute and they're just like getting ready for the day. (laughs) Like, yeah, 
I'm going into work with severed semen straws on my mind. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, you wake up early in the morning and you get in the car and you're like, fucking, this will definitely take the drowsiness away. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It would even probably take drowsiness away more if you gave yourself a vasectomy, you know? <laughs> I think the pain would uh, disable you from going to sleep. Oh, absolutely. Woo, yeah, so that was a good that was a good little time time, you know, fast forwarder there. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. Can't find words. Uh, all right, dude. We've uh you know, we've had some fun this week so far, but I think, yeah. you know, we're both pretty upset about yeah. You know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say anything, we're both pretty ex- upset about a really, really massive death that's happened. Yeah. Um, and you know he was very prolific. He did a lot of stuff in the public arena, and I'm just sad to say that John McCain is with us yeah. no more. You know I what I mean? You were say Burt Reynolds. <laughs> 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 It's really sad that we lost uh, the war hero, John McCain, who, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. I honestly have. What? Yeah. You honestly have. No, what? I'm saying I honestly have so much stuff to say about this that I can't even think right now. Yeah, I just, I care so much that I have no opinion on his death. Um, no, but seriously, I think if there's anything that we have established in this short run of the podcast so far... Um, it's that we are both absolutely retarded and we both are huge Mac Miller fans and we have, um, been fans of him for years. He was kind of the soundtrack to our, uh, mid to late high school days and into college for sure. Um, I've seen him at a festival, a poor of us seen him on tour, uh, and super unfortunately, um, he passed away last friday suddenly at the age of 26 due to what appears to be um a drug overdose but they're also i've also read um uh, a heart attack as a result of a drug overdose so i don't really know if that changes anything but um you know yeah it's just been it's that's been something that we've both been dealing with for the past week or so um a poor if you just want to go off a little bit (coughs) Yeah, um, uh, and if either of us sound kind of dull, we're, we're sorry about that. But <clears throat> so, and this is how crazy I am about Mac Miller M- music, mostly, but mostly Mac Miller. <clears throat> um, on September eight, two thousand twelve, was when uh, L- Logan uh, recommended that I listen to uh, Macadelic, and so I did. And uh, suffice to say, it definitely changed like my perspective on music because up until that point i was like oh dude you know who's the greatest rapper of all time drake Mm. like i was one of those kids you know what i mean Mm. so um when when that happened i was like oh shit like this is this shit means something to me and i remember uh going to track practice but this it was a brand new high school um people didn't really like me that much because uh of of I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning was, honestly. But people didn't like me, especially in track practice. And I remember coming back. I can't back, imagine why anyone not, would think that you're slightly <gasps> annoying and poor. No, I'm just, 
It's not it's not the annoying part. It's more so like I honestly wasn't that talkative during track practice. I just like minded my own business. But people didn't I don't know. It's whatever. It's it's all the past and yeah. Keep it rolling, like keep that. it rolling. But yeah, yeah. So um so I used to like coming back, I used to listen to his music like goosebumps or shit like that. Just to make me feel like, oh like fuck this shit. Like I'm I'm on the top of the world, everything's okay. This and, was during like the watching you know, movies era, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like right after his album came out. I was like, "Fuck this! Like, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Everything's good. You know, um, you're gonna you're gonna create something. You're gonna do whatever the thought process was at that point." So go from there to now, and you know, every every single album I've absolutely loved, even albums like the Divine Feminine, which people don't normally consider as a quote unquote normal Mac album, but I liked it for what it was, and you know, <clears throat> he's had an influence on me. Um, in every which way, in the, the way I talk, the way I think about stuff, um, the way I have an outlook on drugs, just every, everything, art, everything. And his persona, it was so funny. He was childish, but also really, 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 really energetic. And, you know, seeing him live on tour made me feel like I connect with him. Being from Pittsburgh, I felt mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, like, this is a motherfucker that understands me. And, you know... <clears throat> He's just, he's been an integral part of who I am as a person for the past six years. And, and the weirdest part is he died a day before the, the six-year anniversary for me listening to him. Like, I, that's how important he was to me that I remembered the day that Yuka recommended him to me. So, I don't know. I, I just, um, it, it, it's been something that's hit me. I've cried a lot. I don't cry. I'm not a crier. Uh, it's just not who I am as a person. As uh, Yuka can tell you, I'm emotionally unstable. I don't cry. Uh, but this made me ball out. I was listening to his mixtape faces and just sobbing. And, you know, um, it's sad, man. This is this is, this has hit me like nothing else. I've never felt this way before about an artist ever. And um, even when like someone like X dies, and I feel like that shit is super important to other people like younger kids. And I can only imagine how they feel. But like this shit, this shit really, really rocked me. Like when it came out, I was silent for two, two and a half hours just thinking about what this means for not just music, but for me. And I don't know, this is, it's a massive shock. And everyone from Drake to Meek Mill to fucking Lil Yachty to Travis Scott, everyone in the, not just the hip hop game, but the music world is saying shit like, we've lost a big one so mm-hmm. you know it's um it's very sad. that's been one of the few things that has been almost positive uh has given me like it's made me feel good over the past week in regard to reading about mac is that there hasn't been a negative thing said about him by anyone since this has happened you know where when when x died there was the huge debate over you know, whether he was actually a decent person or not, or whether he deserved to die, or people dancing on his grave. You really don't see, I haven't seen that at all about Mac, because uh, universally he was seen as a great guy uh, by his peers. He was incredibly well-respected in uh, the field of hip-hop, you know, from people from TDE to Odd Future to, um, you know, people like J. Cole, uh, Drake dedicated, uh, uh, you know, a set to him or a song to him during one of his recent performances. Gambino, Gambino, John Mayer. Um, there's been so many uh, tributes to him. Um, Joe Budden talked about him on his most recent podcast, 
And they've all been overwhelmingly positive, and everyone is just collectively mourning the loss of an incredible talent. You know, I mean, I think I didn't cry that much. I, I like I woke up from a nap, and one of the first things I saw was that that article that Mac had died, and I was just about to go to work, and I shed a I like uh, I got teary eyed for sure, and I've gotten a, a teary eyed a few times just when some chilling lines from like faces or swimming comes on when i'm listening to it but oh, um, don't even get started on swimming dude jesus yeah. but uh you know overall it's just it's it's just a like well that's too bad feeling that i just can't get away from and feeling like i really lost almost like a part of my formative years you know because Mm-mm. mac like how you already referenced mac has definitely influenced a great deal of my world outlook and that's something that i really can't say about many people at all even including people that i know personally like and that's weird you know because i obviously i never met mac he was not a personal part of my life but it felt like he was because we grew up in you know like there's so many people from our high school that were uh, deeply affected by this um just because we're you know i'm a, I'm a white kid from pittsburgh who like just i don't know it's just that that automatically the demographically relating to mac on that level and then growing up with him because he was in high school when we were or like when we were entering high school he was like getting out of high school and we saw him grow up from getting experimenting into drugs with the whole macadelic watching movies and faces phases and then you know kind of growing up and kind of figuring out adulthood with the whole good am the divine feminine and swimming um it just felt like we went on a journey together and yeah, it's just, it's really stunning <clears throat> to imagine that someone like that who I've looked forward to their music time and time again for years now is just gone at 26. It's horrible. It, it just, it, it feels like we've lost an older brother, you know, mm. who's gone through these experiences and letting us know what it's like. And, uh, just losing someone who's had a profound impact on your psyche, uh, it just hurts, man. It, 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 it hurts in a way that you can't really express through words or actions. And I feel like his art is going to live eons, mm-hmm. eons ahead of his death. Like I feel like people now that are like, oh, shit, I've never listened to Mac after Blue Slide Park are now getting into him. And they're seeing just how diverse his portfolio is and understanding that he can be in any platform and go go above and beyond anyone else in the game. And I, I don't know. I'm just – this shit shook me to the core, man. I've never – felt this way and it's like like i said losing like an older brother or a family member who's been a mentor to you and we haven't met him the closest i've gotten is 15 feet to him when he was performing in atlanta but um yeah man it's uh it's been super super sad yeah it's it's it it does feel like a personal loss you know um i mean i think i'm a i don't know not this is just a slight tangent but i feel like i'm a slightly more um you know, numbed or adjusted, I guess, to loss because I lost my father as a teenager. Um, and just, it's weird because, like, I, it feels incredibly stupid to compare the two. Um, 
I mean, one was my dad and one was just someone who I never even met. But the feeling is somewhat similar, just in the sense that death is so permanent, dude. Obviously, I mean, you don't come back from the dead unless you're our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> amen. amen. Uh, but I, uh, <laughs> oh, it's just that permanence is something that's really hard to grasp as um, a person. <clears throat> and sorry to cut you off because, you know, that shit is very important to understand. But you don't understand the significance of the permanence of death until it happens. Mm-hmm. You know what no, I mean? Because you know it's going to happen to everyone. But when it, but it's a, like it's it a very abstract uh, thought process until you actually go through it. Yeah. You know. Until you, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like looking looking so, at death from the third person is just like okay, that happens. You know, I mean, it's going to happen to me someday. It's going to happen yeah. to everybody that I know someday. And like you know, I mean, I don't think most people panic about that. But then when you lose someone close to you, it's like really hard to grasp the concept that they're gone forever i i don't know i mean i'm sure that's very you know very basic insight to anyone who's ever lost anyone but it's just it's just a very raw emotional feeling and um it's strange it is very strange to feel this way about someone uh, a celebrity because i've never like even x you know he it fucked me up but i wasn't invested in x as a person yeah. or invested in x <clears throat> as a fan of his music uh like half as much as i was with someone like mac um and yeah the only like i, I try to I try to take comfort in the good things and i really think mac with his body of work and with his reputation amongst his peers really solidified his legacy and um, his status as a musician. And I think as uh, unfortunate as his death is, his music will be um, accessed by thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who had never given his music the chance before. Um, So I I guess that's a positive because his music is something that I I really believe deserves to pierce um, the public like the public eye uh, for lack of a better term because he's a phenomenally talented musician um very yeah and it's oh my god so talented yeah it's incredibly unfortunate that uh a talent like that has to get cut short before you know he could like he's referenced in songs before 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 he could even reach the 27 club um which is you know a very (laughs) low bar to reach for but uh, he's someone that I really I expected to enjoy his progress for decades to come. Um, oh, absolutely! Well, just real. Absolutely. I, I, well, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You were gonna say just real quick what? This is kind of a side note, so I'll wait until you make a. Yeah, a I, I was gonna say that. Um, yeah, I, I was just gonna say like we, we talked about this. Uh, but when he said like when I was listening to swimming again, and when he said like September I fall, after that I sobbed for like maybe fifteen minutes straight mm-hmm. because that's just like ju- that's like a self prophecy that you can't that you can't ever register properly. Yeah. He, he and then the music video has Memento Mori, which means we all die someday, and I don't know. Um, it's just just that, and he's always like talked about his addiction uh post uh uh watching movies 
and um you know in, in godspeed he talks about it on good am so i just looking through his discography you can see those strains but <laughs> i wasn't really thinking about it before he died but now that i look into it it's just it's just that much more impact but he's always you know i mean there's we talked about this a little off camera there's he's referenced premature death especially through drug use for about four maybe five years now um and it takes his actual death to put that into context and make it look eerie or pre- predictive of what's actually going to happen. You know, I mean, like the literal opening lines of faces are should have died already came in. I was high already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there's just so many references to eerie lyrics, like how you said, like September I Fall. Um, on Good AM, on one of the opening tracks, he says, uh, to everyone who sells me drugs, don't mix it with that bullshit. I'm hoping not to join the 27 Club. Um, oh. You know, and he didn't even make it to the 27 Club, like I said. So really, really, really unfortunate. Um, but I, like I was just, I was going to say earlier, the people who are blaming Ariana Grande for this, you're just fucking dumb. You're really oh. dumb. You're dumb as shit. You have no idea how the world works um and you're looking for someone to blame because you are um i don't know just very uh childish, childish you know in like insensitive and very just unsatisfied i guess i don't know um and and, and, and i think you don't understand the concept of addiction I yeah think that's what your problem is I, that's another actually that's a great point because i think that's another thing that is uh viewed super abstractly um and unless you really understand the concept of addiction then it's just it's very poorly understood and you will rush to judgments that are very reactive and reactionary about it like the people who say like i even ran into someone like this at work who you know like would be mad. Like I understand being mad at Mac because he overdosed, but saying that, um, you know, I, I don't care that he died because he did it to himself. That is such a, a very, um, reductive look at how addiction works because no one is consciously (laughs) trying to ruin their life through addiction. It's just, uh, it's a subconscious, thing that feels i mean you have some very little control of it but it's something that truly takes over your life takes over your mind and um i I can't imagine being so shallow as to blame him for something that he basically I, i you know it is a disease, you know? Sure, you may have made the choice to smoke weed at a young age which you know, maybe worked th- like worsen things down the road because you tried other drugs and you know like we're more uh susceptible to abusing things like that sure maybe it is to some extent slightly your fault but ignore that and just take it where they are in the present because where they are in the present is a place that is helpless you know like you can't go in the past and make those changes you have to look at what you can do in the present to improve that situation and what you have to do to improve that situation in the present is takes an unbelievable amount of strength work and dedication and it's something that not everyone is blessed with you know it's uh 
It's crazy. And the and and the only thing that you can blame Mac for is not going to therapy enough for his addiction or, or not having yeah. yeah or rehab like though that's the only thing you can blame him for because it's uh, addiction is not something that you can control addiction is not something that oh shit like those same people that say oh it was his fault i bet you if it were in, they were in that place they would have died ages ago yeah. because it's so hard to have that kind of strength like you said willpower and um you can't blame the individual. It's our bodies are just it's in, in such a weird space when you're under drugs and you know just the whole craving and all. And, and so, there's so there's yeah, so many things that go into addiction. You know, like uh, there's just the fundamental fact that we as humans are creatures of habit. You know, and that's you look at that on a huge scale with something like drug addiction or something that's a small scale. Whereas like you know every time I go in the class. The teacher, I, this is such a stupid comparison, but it's just what came into my mind. Like, you know, you go into a classroom and the teacher doesn't assign seats, but everyone just ends up sitting in the same seats anyway. You know, like we are like, yeah. you know, I end up eating like I don't eat the exact same thing every day, but there's things that I like and I tend to not go way outside those bounds. Um on a daily basis. And yeah, that's kind of a uh, low end comparison compared to something like literally taking drugs all the time. But it just goes to show that it's really hard. And this is like, you know, I've only really struggled with weed and alcohol before. Like I've never had a Coke addiction or any sort of opiate or Xanax addiction. Um, so I can't imagine something that's literally physically um, that you become physically dependent upon, like an opiate or like it's like a, a benzo or something like that. Um, just stopping take like smoking weed is hard enough as it is, and that gives me the respect for anyone who can develop a hard drug addiction and continue to seek treatment afterwards and get out of it. Um, you know, and it's not like just one day you're sober. You know, like there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't think people have an appreciation just- for it at all. Yeah, people. Those people just don't understand the the stakes that are involved. But even like Max said that you know um, he doesn't want like overdosing. Like in the documentary that was on Fader about him, like the stop I, when making Good AM came one. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He said that um, overdose. Like I, I would much rather be a corny white rapper than be the person who dies because of overdosing. And unluckily, that is what happened. And he's um, not a corny white rapper it's though. Just, yeah, exactly. No, 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 I'm saying like him overdosing. Yeah, of yeah. course he's not a great rapper. Fuck no. Um, but he's um, he's gone, man, and that's never coming back. He's he has a shit ton of music still that isn't released. Mm-hmm. And oh, he was the kind of know, dude who was I'm, constantly recording. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I'm I'm so sure that we're gonna get like new albums, new playlists. Yeah. I know for a fact that Tyler Sign and him were working on a project together, and they're releasing it. Tyler Sign is releasing it in the next month or so. Hmm. So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm so sure we're gonna be not like short of Mac. Yeah. In terms of the music, but man, oh man, am I sad that he's gone. Jesus, yeah. it like. It haunts me every day. Yeah, it's it's gonna take a while to come to grips with, and I feel like still, every time I hear you know something like I don't know, like self care or um, two thousand nine, it's always gonna just sting the heart a little bit. Imagining what level mm-hmm. of talent was lost um, on that 
fateful Friday, but dude, what can you do? Avian was one of the f- one of, Avian was one of the first tracks that I could literally repeat from beginning to finish, and I still put it on like yesterday or I think today in the afternoon. And man, I just uh it's yeah, man. There's it's inexplicable. Mm-hmm. There's no words that really explain that feeling that you feel only art can express that. So yeah. And I, you know, it's probably pretty late to bring this up, but for those of you who are kind of listening to this and are just like, it was Mac Miller. The dude made kids and best day ever. He was a frat rapper. Like, what are you, what are you talking about in terms of musical talent? Like Mac, if you haven't paid attention to Mac in the past three or four years, you should really, compare the music that he was making as a high schooler and compare it to today and it's unbelievable how much he has evolved he was an, a multi-instrumentalist he produced a lot of uh, his music during that prolific era when he was you know releasing watching movies with the sound off Macadelic, uh delusional thomas run on sentences um you know larry the larry lovestein and the velvet revival one um just uh, he was releasing stuff all the time he was producing stuff all the time he produced a full album for vince staples um and there, there's a like there's always been a lot of talent on his like his production has always been just as good as his rapping and in his later years he developed a pretty good singing voice and a knack for melody and you know even just the band that he had assembled and uh, was about to go on tour with um just from video clips that i've seen was an incredibly impressive ensemble and um he was he was one of the rappers that you would actually see live and be like wow at the talent versus just you know someone that gets on stage and jumps around a lot to get the crowd hype you know yeah um i remember watching him live and i was just like man this is this is a different experience and Oh, one second. Um, when you said that, like the production thing, dude, he's helped so many artists. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of those people who like was so selfless. He's helped artists, like you said, Vince Staples, Earl Sweatshirt, so Action Bronson. Mm-hmm. Like he's helped s- put so many people on the map, dude. We wouldn't have Joey Badass. We fucking Chance the Rapper, Chance yeah, the fucking went on Rapper tour with Mac. Who's in- yeah, who's like one of the biggest names in hip hop right now? His second tour ever was with Mac. Like Mac put so many people in the spotlight and with no regard of his own, he just put them on. They were his openers or, you know, and he didn't like do anything any bullshit with them like, "Oh, you got to come and do some albums with you or anything." Like, no, nah, he was just cool. He used to call people over. He produced for everyone under the Larry Fisherman moniker. So, you know, it, it's just that stuff. That stuff is really what well, makes you sad when you think about oh shit this person is yeah someone who's just so well well looked at by their peers and so well respected um it's you know it's like the last person in hip-hop that i would have wanted to lose you know like he's he's on a very short list of someone that i just would not want to go but i you know that's the reality i guess um yeah so yeah, you know, I hope you guys laughed and cried enough today. Uh, <laughs> I cried on this one. Yeah. So I cheered up a little, but um, that's okay. Yeah. Let, let it all out. A poor of, <laughs> a poor sing yeah. for future employers. Um, 
Yeah, all the yeah, Please remember that this man has fucked a plastic bag with honey on his dick. Um, yes. That is probably the number one thing you should know about him because it sums up his entire persona. Basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that pretty much does it for this week, guys. Uh, you know, yeah, it does. We're trying to work on that consistency and, you know. It's hard. Being the seniors is hard, yeah, man. Well, it's not just... life is hard, you know. We just got to <laughs> gotta buckle down and stop being pussies about it. Buckle up, Buttercup. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, but no, well, uh, like we're tr- going to release this as soon as we can. And thank you so much for listening to anyone who's listening. Really appreciate it. Yep. And uh, tell your friends about the Please. bag fuckers. We're, we're working on putting this on iTunes, so we'll let you know how that goes. Yep. Um, but yeah, guys, have a nice whatever the fuck you're going to do the rest yep. of the day. Peace. Peace.